Next, the golden days of radio. Hi, this is Frank Brzee welcoming you to the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past with the world's most famous personalities. Those memorable moments when everyone listened to enjoy the make-believe world of radio. On this program, we are featuring an excerpt from the popular game show, The Dating Game, plus Steve Allen, Johnny Carson, Pat Harrington Jr., Jack Parr, and Jonathan Winters. One of the popular television shows during the 60s and into the 70s was presided over by Jim Lang as he invited gals to pick a date from three eligible bachelors. Thank you all and good morning and welcome to The Dating Game. This is the show that brings together three very eligible bachelors and one pretty girl and gives her an opportunity to question the gentleman and choose her dream date for a big night on the town. Now, rules are very simple. We'll give you a period of time to question the gentleman. You may ask them anything you want except their age, their occupation, their income, or their, obviously their name. You have uh, about five or six minutes to ask questions. You have your questions ready? Mm -hmm. Okay, you may have a seat then, Brenda, and fire away, and good luck to you now, and find out all you can. Number one, do you shy away from a girl if you feel like she is chasing you or getting too serious? Uh, no, not at all. I think, uh, I think that's uh, aggressive women are what's needed today. <laughs> number two I think I'd shy away from number one <laughs> uh, If you were a girl, would you date you, number one? If I were a girl, would I date me? Uh-huh Uh, yeah <laughs> Number two Now I'm really shy, number one <laughs> Uh, number one, what is your idea of a dreamy, romantic evening? Uh, a dreamy, romantic evening. Uh, I think uh, an evening by a fireplace, uh, toasting marshmallows, and uh, listening to my latest record. <laughs> number two, how do you, what do you think of a romantic evening? How would you want to spend your evening? Oh, probably... Uh... By a fire, roasting marshmallows. <laughs> yes. Listening to his... <laughs> uh, number one, uh, do you like to do things in a group, or would you rather do it alone? You must be kidding. <laughs> the producer and originator of the dating game is the very talented Chuck Barris. One evening, he appeared as guest on The Steve Allen Show... And they did a spoof of his program. Now listen as Chuck Barris plays the part of the MC, and the three bachelors are Pat Harrington Jr., Steve Allen, and Jonathan Winters. It's time once more for America's favorite fun show, The Dating Game. And here's your host, a guy who, ever since creating this show, has had regular dates with his bank, Chuck Barris. again to the show. Now let's get going and meet our three eligible bachelors. Our first bachelor is Queso Guterres from Guadalajara, Mexico. Queso is a uh, defrocked lawyer. And the, uh, 
and the official tax consultant for George Raft Enterprises. He loves the outdoors, and it's a good thing, too, uh, because he's been evicted from his last six apartments. There we go. Our second bachelor is Stephen Claveman. Uh, Stephen is employed as a reptile handler at the Playboy Club. And his hobbies include making money and drawing. And he's recently combined the two into a highly successful counterfeiting operation. <laughs> And uh, bachelor number three is Elwood P. Suggins of Merrillyville, Ohio. Elwood, Elwood is a farmer by day, and at night he's employed as a maintenance man at a topless bar. His favorite hobby is making obscene phone calls to Chicken Delight Store. Well, we've met our three bachelors, and now it's time to meet our first contestant who will try to select a date from among them. She's Miss All Night Car Wash of 1968 and is currently employed as an enchilada stuffer at a drive-in taco stand on Ventura Boulevard. <laughs> Would you please welcome the lovely Isabel Bivona. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes. You know, how, you know how to play the game. Oh, yes. Okay. Let's get started. Why don't you uh, start questioning our bachelors who are sitting right over there. Go ahead, Isabel. Bachelor number one, if you were alone with me at a drive-in movie, which side would you put the speaker on? I don't know what side of a donkey the speaker fits on. <laughs> Bachelor number two, do you prefer blondes, brunettes, or redheads? Yes. <laughs> That's all I'm interested in. Yes. Bachelor number three, which is your favorite all-time masochist? <laughs> well, I have to go along with Tarzan. Perhaps bachelor number two has a, has a masochist favorite. Bachelor number two, do you have a favorite masochist? I'll go along with my friend. <laughs> All right. Bachelor number one, yeah. do you believe in having a tossed salad on the first date? A what? A tossed salad. A tossed salad. Oh, yes, I dine a la carte. <laughs> bachelor number two, do you think marriage is okay between consenting parties? As long as they don't let it interfere with their other activities. <laughs> I mean, your business activities, you know. I go along. <laughs> Bachelor number three, what would you do if you ran out of gas at Lover's Lane with me? Well, I'd probably sit tight for a while. Bachelor <laughs> 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 number one, what's your idea of a fun date? A fun date, well, that's an afternoon in bull ring with enchiladas, you know, <laughs> and a uh, little tequila, and then back to her place. Bachelor number three, what's your idea of a fun date? My idea of a fun date? <laughs> oh, I don't know, uh, maybe a loaf of bread and some peanut butter and uh, go down the creek and uh, just act silly. <laughs> Bachelor 
bachelor number two? Yes. Do you ever get an urge for pizza at three in the morning? An urge for pizza at three in the morning? Uh, sometimes I do. Uh, so I call her up. And uh, Pizza Schwartz, that's the girl I used to go with. I, I get this urge for, for her and I call her up and she uh, falls by, as we say. Because I live down the coal chute. That's <laughs> she falls by. Bachelor number three, do you believe in separate honeymoons? Oh, certainly not in the beginning. <laughs> Toward the end, I don't care. Bachelor number one, if you could choose to be like any movie star, which would you choose? Well, that would have to be a toss-up between uh, John Barrymore and Alfonso Bedoya. <laughs> <laughs> That's a number two. Mm. What do you think is the perfect age to get married? Hmm. Uh, I think the Pleistocene era was a very good age. Uh, <laughs> to get then the man was really the boss. He could grab the chick by the hair and pull her around, give her a belt with a club. We've been going downhill ever since that age. <laughs> and uh, now you have to choose between bachelor number one and bachelor number two. Or bachelor number three, who it'll be? None. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I'd like them all. I, I want all three. Well, uh, that's very unusual. Very unusual. At best, we can work it out. Come right over here and meet your uh, three bachelors. Now, before we tell you what we're going to do on our date, uh, uh, we don't send you out on date alone. So right after the show, you'll be meeting your chaperone, Georgie Jessel. <laughs> And now here's a date we've arranged for you. Now listen to this. First of all, in your honor, we've arranged a 21-gun salute. Not only for you, but at you. All right, then you'll travel on your date via first-class jogging. No. Okay. All right, then to this beautiful cabin we've reserved for you right on Lake Tahoe. That's it. Have a good time, and thanks for being with us on The Dating Game. When late-night television became the thing in the early 50s, Steve Allen was the first one to go on the air with The Tonight Show. After several years of staying up past midnight, the program inherited a new host, comedian Jack Parr. I wonder how often you had red eyeballs like I did from watching and listening to Jack Parr. from New York, it's the Jack Parr Show with Elsa Lanchester, Joey Bishop, the Marquette is Charlie Weaver, Arthur Lee Simpkins, Dr. Spencer Thornton, Jose Mellis in the orchestra, and yours truly, Hugh Downs. And now, here's Jack! Now, what I tell you now is true. I kid you not. But... Here are things that have happened before the show. I am not a nervous person, uh, but I, I get incoherent, and I do dumb things, and I have a nervous reaction. Like, for instance, I do things before. It's like a ritual with me before I go on. I always gargle. Nutty stuff. I don't need it. And one time, I actually had a, 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 a green uh, plastic bottle of throat spray, and I went like this. Just before I said, here's Jack Park. Well, you know what it was? It was underarm deodorant. <laughs> and I puckered for 45 minutes there before I... <laughs> 
And one night I had I, I have a thing with eye drops, always eye drops, you know, in the eye. It was Vicks, nose drops, you can see. <laughs> you can see what that was like. And not long ago, I have an assistant little girl named Mitzi Matravis who handles everything for me, and uh, I was bending over to tie my shoe in the dressing room, and she came through, and I was nearly doorknob to death, you see. <laughs> but these things... Is this too much for you? <laughs> Let me know if I go too far. You know. No. You know that some people watch our show and they have the picture on and they turn the sound off? It's a nightlight. They use it for a nightlight. <laughs> After 25 years in show business, I end up as radar to the bathroom. <laughs> Tell you some, I am hot tonight. I'll tell you some true stories. No. I'll tell you a couple of true stories. Uh, first of all, um, Billy Graham, my friend, came on the show, and uh, this is true, and I introduced him in my dressing room to uh, Joy Bishop, my you know, dear, wonderful man. And you know what Bishop said? It wasn't my line, it was Bishop's. He met Billy Graham, and he says, Holy Moses. <laughs> Isn't that great? One time, the most embarrassing moment, I was sitting with Elsa Maxwell and I said, during a commercial, I said, Elsa, your stockings are wrinkled. And she says, I'm not wearing any. So you can see what <laughs> So, uh, I'll tell you one story. Hugh Downs, this is true. He uh, recently, about two years ago, had a th slight throat problem, uh, like tonsils, a little node. It was nothing serious. And he went in and they took his tonsils out, and, or part of it out, and then they put him in like the re, you know, receiving room, reception room with the anesthetic. And this is absolutely true. A priest, a lovely priest coming in to give the last rites to someone got in the wrong room, <laughs> came into Hugh's room, and Hugh sensed that something was wrong, and he says, Father, uh, uh, I think it's been a mistake. I'm only here for a little while. And the priest said, Son, we're all only here. Jack Parr, too, got tired of staying up night after night, and, and once again, The Tonight Show became the stopping-off point for a new MC, comedian Johnny Carson. From New York, The Tonight Show, starring Johnny Carson. This is Derwood Kirby, along with Doc Severinsen and the NBC Orchestra, inviting you to join Johnny and his guests. And now, here's Johnny! Your applause set a new record. So after the show, come back stage. You get your tickets to Miami, your airplane tickets, and your set of castanets. You all get to fly. <laughs> Did you hear what happened the other day? Jack Parr was on a plane, and a fan spotted him. Said, hi, Jack, and the pilot turned around and hit. <laughs> and headed for Cuba. Do you buy that one, folks? Yeah. Hey, it's nice of you to come out on the night. Did you all come by raft? Is this weather too much? You know what happens to the little elderly ladies? Something happens on a rainy day when you try to get a cab in New York City. Sweet 
little of grandmotherly types, become Attila the Hun. <laughs> right? It's every man for you. If you see a sweet little old lady standing on a curb waiting, and you've been signaling for a cab, she will beat you every single time. And they all have umbrellas. <laughs> and it's yaha. <laughs> I actually saw, it's bad enough trying to get a cab. I saw a lady today actually climb in a car and shove the elderly gentleman who was already sitting in the back out. <laughs> you believe that? Now, that's bad in a, not in a cab, but it's real bad taste in a hearse. <laughs> you know? Folks, how, how much did you pay to get in? <laughs> Let's be honest, you know, if you want big screams, go see, you know, Hello, Dolly. Got <laughs> you 1080. This is for free. Hey, we're going to have fun now. You know what we're going to do? We got a phone set up at the desk. We're going to call the White House, you see, and ask for vice president. And when he answers, we're going to say, is this Spyro G. Agnew? And he will say, no, this is Spyro T. Agnew. And then we'll say, we're sorry, I got the wrong Spyro Agnew. Would that be fun? <laughs> Don't care for that. <laughs> All righty, what else could we do? Can we take another whack at the Long Island Railroad? Long Island Railroad is uh, <laughs> Long Island? It is too much. It, I wouldn't say it's old. You know, Indians are still attacking. <laughs> but unfortunately, what happens, the Indians attack on time and miss the trains. <laughs> Indians have got it all down. They have to Ah, uh, let's see what else. Hey, NBC has got a new game starting, a new show going on. Have you heard about it? No. You know the success of the, uh, the newly, there's the newly what game, right? There's the dating game. What else? Mother-in-law game? NBC, isn't there a mother-in-law game on? NBC is starting a new one called the Golden Age Game. They're taking it to take off. What they do, these are people who've been married 50 years or older. They come on a show and they just sit and reminisce. And the couple that stays awake wins. <laughs> It's not big, but NBC has big hopes for it. <laughs> we got a good show tonight. So stay where you are, and we'll continue with us. In the mid-60s, Steve Allen went back on the air with his own late-night show on the Westinghouse Broadcasting Network. One of the features of his program was making funny telephone calls to unsuspecting people. One evening, Steve called Johnny Carson at home and actually got him on the phone. If I talk, don't listen to me, because I make myself forget. Yeah. Hello. Hello, this is American Research Bureau calling. May I ask what program you are listening to, please? I beg your pardon? I say this is the American Research Bureau. May I inquire, sir, what program you are watching now on television? <laughs> I'm watching the Tonight Show. I see. And who are the guests on it at present time, please? Well, uh, there are no guests yet. I see. Could you describe what you're seeing at this moment, please? Yeah, I'm watching myself. Yourself? Mm-hmm. I do not understand, sir. Steve! <laughs> Listen, Johnny, you're wrong. This is Jack Parr. Hello. Hello, Johnny. Yeah, I'm watching the Steve Allen show now. Don't <laughs> oh, hang up! <laughs> How are you, Steve? Did you guess it was me right away? No. You had me hung. Oh, really? Then I, I, I heard that little uh, clipped, unctuous uh, thing you were getting into. What show are you watching, sir? 
Uh, then... But you didn't get me at all. <laughs> you, you had me the first couple of lines there. Yeah, well, that, uh, we, I didn't know how long the gag was going to get. You know, I thought it was too good to be true. I thought you wouldn't be home. Oh, that's funny. I can't tell you who gave us your number. <laughs> no. It was General Sarnoff. Hey, listen, John, we, yes, were just, we were just thinking this afternoon, uh, there, we saw a column the other day that said uh, you're doing a good show and I'm doing a good show, but there's something missing, a good old-fashioned feud. Yeah. So uh, what, can we, what can we feud about? I don't know, Steve. Uh, your hair's getting kind of long. And <laughs> <laughs> well, your mouth's getting kind of big, John. Yeah. What are you doing out there? Well, we're having a wonderful time tonight. Uh, we had Bert Lancaster on the show. Who are your guests tonight? Uh, let's see. Who have we got tonight? Uh, we got Rosalind Elias of the Metropolitan and, ah. uh, and uh, Ross, uh, Ross Martin. Uh-huh. And, uh, oh, he's, you know, he's with the Prudential, isn't he? Things. I hit him right in the mouth tonight by mistake. How'd you do that? We were doing a stunt thing. Uh, you know, the stunt fight? Uh-huh. And I, uh, we were staging it, and I hauled off and hit him right in the mouth. Wow. Blood comes, came out and everything. No kidding. Oh, you're in color too, aren't you? Living. Yeah. <laughs> we bleed a lot around here, but we just say it's chocolate, you see. We... How come you didn't answer my postcard I sent in for the cannon? Somebody told me that you had sent in a postcard. And I, I sent a card and I said I wanted the cannon because I was going to point it toward your studio. <laughs> hey, you're on the air now, huh? Yeah, we're on the air right now. Oh, that's funny. Uh, no, you had me when you called. I've never been. Have you ever been called by a rating service? I never have, no. But I don't think anybody has ever called. <laughs> and uh, you had me, the American Research. That sounded good. Yeah, is that, that's a real outfit, isn't it? I think it is. ARB stands for something like and that. And I was. I was sitting here watching the show. I'm watching you now. Really? Yeah. What am I doing tonight there? Well, you're not too funny yet. But, <laughs> but there's always hope, Steve. <laughs> well, we'll keep working. <laughs> Well, John, as we always say, you're a good sport. And let's give him a prize. What do you think? John, we're going to send you a Hebrew national salami. up another edition of the golden days of radio i hope you've enjoyed the past half hour and remember as bill stewart always says if you want to live to be 90 don't look for it on the speedometer now this is frank brzee in hollywood california inviting you back next time for more great moments from radio programs of the past This is the American Forces Radio and Television Service.